0: may just be to expand to where he can pour more love into our hearts. How many know that the Bible says that God pours his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit? And right now, again, Lord, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your word, and we pray, and we thank you that it will fill our heart now. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to uh, open up your, your inserts if you want to take a look at that. If you have a cell phone, you can go to Version. And then you can go to events. And after you go to events, then you can hit Church on the Rock and we'll be there. Amen. We're going through the book of Romans. We got this week and next week. Uh, This week, I'm going to do Romans 13 and 14 together because they go together. And the main theme is love in Romans 13 and 14, about how love creates this community and bond that we need as believers. And I'm going to pick up down at verse 13 in Romans 13, verse 8, where it says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing. Notice it says the continuing. Everybody say continuing. Continuing. The continuing, it's not something we stop. The continu- Did God stop his love for us? No. So the continuing debt of love to one another. You know, why does the word say here that we're called to debt? And it calls like love is a debt. Uh, you know, there's a debt. There's a debt that I owed and a debt I couldn't pay. And I needed someone to come and wash my sins away. And you know, Jesus came and became that person, and because of his love to me, he washed my sins away, and now I feel indebted back to him. Not only do I feel indebted back to him, but I I feel like that love tab or debt begins to grow daily even. How many still need the love of God? I mean, we're saved by the love of God, but you're needing a whole lot more so that love tab just keeps continuing to get larger. So love is a debt that we pay daily. We pay it daily, but yet we always owe it. I want you to remember that. Love is a debt we pay daily, but yet you still always owe. I want to simplify our approach to God. And In this Romans, you know the Bible's so thick. There's 189 chapters in the Bible, 31,173 verses, and roughly 187,300 words in the Bible. Now you know what I do all week. I was counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you look at this thing and you're like, where do we begin? Where do we begin? This thing's there's so much in here. Where do we begin? Where do we do? What do we say? Uh, I, I, th- there's so much there. Can you break it down for me? You know, I believe we need to simplify our approach to God. And that's what Romans 13 did. You know, he went, he went through. He said the Christian life is really simple. But sometimes we make it too complicated. You know, the goal to simplicity is to achieve the lowest amount of complexity for the highest amount of fulfillment and less is better how many say that sometimes we are prone to take things and complicate it we take things oh, last night me and my wife said let's go out to eat she said what are you hungry for and i was like oh, i don't care you decide no really what are you hungry for oh i don't care you decide really i'll eat anything she said are you in the mood for Thai? Are you in the, the for Mexican? Are you in the mood for steak? Or what, what are you in the mood for? And I said, oh, no, anything. What are you in the mood for? And then she gets it down to, well, how about, I'm, I'm thinking Mexican, but, you know, we can't have carbs. How many kill the chips when you go to the Mexican place? You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, we can't have carbs. And then, and then we're like, well, and I'm like, oh, please, no salads, no salads, please, no salads. And so she gets down and she says, um, well, let's do this. And I was like, well, I really don't want to do that. How many know what I'm talking about? So we're talking for 20 minutes about something. We talk longer about where we're going to go than just going and eating something. How many know what I'm talking about? We overcomplicate things. Hey, ladies getting dressed this morning. How many things did you hold up? How many things did you put on? My wife, she was fixing her hair this morning, and, and, and she was like, oh, I can't do anything with this hair. And I'm like, oh, I just wished I had some hair. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, she's like always doing this. And I'm like, "Hun, you look beautiful. Right? Beautiful. Easy, boy. <laughs> Easy. Easy. You're getting a little excited over there. Most stress in our life comes because we create it. You know, why are we willing to spend hours and weeks thinking about something that that gets done in 20 minutes? And a lot of times we never accomplish anything because we're sitting and thinking about it too long. Do you realize that God has made amazing human bodies and given us drive and courage to do things? He's created us to work hard and get a lot of things accomplished every day. And the only reason we can fall short of the project and the goal that we have in life is because our brain gives up. Fatigue, we have like decision fatigue. So let me make the Bible simple. Let Romans 13 make the Bible simple to you. Love the Lord. The Bible says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, If you'll just do these two things, Do you know there's 613 or 14 or 12 commandments in the Bible? Do you know that Jesus said, if you do these two things, you fulfill the whole law. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep things simple. You know, when we begin to love God in everything we do, this verse is telling me that he'll take care of the rest. When we begin to love God, it's like he infuses something in us to where we're able to love others. So there's so much in the Bible. But you get in there and it's got things like, let's don't murder. Let's don't take people's life. Let's don't talk bad about people. Let's don't steal. Don't covet. That's what it's talking about in this Romans 13. Don't covet. Don't be wanting things that you don't have. All this stuff over and over. And Paul said, hold it. He like blew the whistle. I could whistle, but I will not blow your ears out. He like blew the whistle, and he said, hold it. Hold everything. Hold everything. Don't do this, and don't do this, and don't do this, and not, and not, and that. I should do this. And you're like, eh, I don't even know where to start in this thing. He said the whole thing. Look at this Romans 13, 9 and 10. In the Message Bible, it says the whole thing adds up to this. Love other people like you love yourself. You can't go wrong when you love others. When you add up everything in the law, the sum total equals, everybody say love. When you look at, you, you wonder what God asks of you? When you add it all up, let's keep it simple today. When we add it all up, the sum total and the fulfillment of everything is love. If we love people, we're not going to backbite them. If we love people we're going to look at them in a, in a brothers are going to look at girls like sisters and 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 girls are going to look like brothers like they're girls are going to look at the, their brothers like their brothers if we would just love cuz love would not want to do evil to anybody love doesn't want to hurt how many knows that when we get out of the word and we get out of those things when we get into covetousness and when we get into wanting things we don't have when we get into pr- promiscuity and we get into different things that's when the problems arise that's when the pain starts man keep it simple you know my wife used to blow me a kiss when I started preaching and everybody thought she was just saying man I love my man but she was saying keep it simple stupid (laughs) is what she was doing so anyway ah, whatever anyway Another way to simple things, simplify things is just be, concentrate on this. Concentrate on just being filled with the Spirit. Do you know if we concentrate on the presence of God and just being filled with the Spirit? I can even show you in the Bible where it says you fulfill the law even in doing that too. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives that we're looking for. He produces love, that affection for others. How many know that he needs to produce that sometime? You know, have you ever fallen in love, fallen, you felt like you have fallen out of love with somebody that you're committed to and you know that you need to stay in love? Do you know God can put that kind of love back in your heart? You, You know, it's a real thing to wake up and say, man, I don't love this man I'm laying beside. Or I don't love this woman that I'm laying beside. Man, the love of my youth seems different now. Do you know the Holy Spirit, as we dwell in Him... God is love, God is love, and when we dwell in His love, the Bible says God is love, and when we dwell in love is when we dwell in God and God in us. So when we dwell in God and God in us, it produces a love that we can have for one another. The Holy Spirit produces joy exuberant about life and peace and patience, a willingness to stick with things. How many need that produced in your heart today? Sometimes where you just need you're in a season where you need to stick to it You need to hold the line the holy spirit can produce that patience He can produce that kindness when you're wanting to knock someone out He can give you a sense of compassion in your heart He can give you a goodness which goodness is just a basic gentleness Not needing to force your way into people's life and I don't know about you, but I have a personality that's um extreme I need the Holy Spirit to produce self-control in me. I'm telling you, everything I go at, I go at at full speed. We need the Holy Spirit. So let's simplify things. Let's simplify this Bible is what Romans 13 is talking about. It's talking about simplifying things a little bit. Let's quit complicating this. And let's just love God. Let's just love God. You know, that scripture in Matthew always kind of makes me nervous where it says... um, That many will come at the end times and they'll stand before the Lord and they'll say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not heal people in your name? And the Lord said, depart from me. I never knew you. And you know, even prophecy, some people call preaching prophecy. You know, sometimes you can get so into things that you miss the important thing. I remember when Carmen and I went on that seven-month sabbatical, we came back and we said, we're going to do two things. We're going to love people because I'm not going to be a professional pastor. The reason I started being in the ministry is because I love people and I wanted to help people. And I knew Jesus was the answer. Simplify it. I want to love God and I want to love his people. And then simplify it. Let's just concentrate on allowing the holy spirit to fill our lives and then when you get into romans chapter 14 romans chapter 14 is like crazy stupid fun it's like so where we're at today in america because to me to me lines have been divided and and i love i I was even reading romans 14 in the original greek but when it talks about um, despising that some people despise Some people, and then it says, and other people's judge them, and they like draw lines in the sand where people are judging and people are despising. I started thinking about that, and to me, that's happening in our world today. I believe young people, come here, son. Come here, buddy, 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 old pal. Give your dad a big old hug. Amen. My son, my son right here, sometimes he feels... What are you touching my belly for? <laughs> it's like a Nerf ball. You just want to squeeze it. Uh, you know, he feels like sometimes... Uh-huh. Sit down. Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> he feels like sometimes that we... That, that this generation feels like we judge them. We judge them. We're always judging them. Well, come here, Bob. This generation... This generation feels like this. Well, you guys despise us. You, you, you don't pay attention. You, you're, you're disrespectful to us. I think it's so cool how Paul captured that in Romans 14. And when I was reading that, you, that's why every single word in the Bible is so important. And you got to make sure um, that when you're grabbing words that it is original translation and it's not interpretation. But original translation is despise and judge and i was like wow is that not a place where our country needs to come together if we don't see things the same it's like we can't be friends and we can't have dinner anymore that's what they were dealing with in the early church because you had jewish people you had people that had grown up as a jew and and following all the laws of the torah and every single thing in the old testament and then you had these Gentiles coming in, and they were eating shrimp and crab and, and, and hooved animals and all kinds of stuff to, to, where, to where the early church was like, "Ho, oh, what's wrong with these people? They're Christian. They're calling themselves born to having this Jesus, and they're, they're Christian now, and they're doing these things. So they were arguing about food. And then they they were arguing about uh, if you could drink wine or you couldn't drink wine or if you could. And then some would say, well, you need to worship God on this day. And others would say, you need to worship God on this day. And it just divided everything. And love was absent in the early church. Love was absent in the early church. Everybody, everybody has an opinion. And has a thought on things. And to me, opinions are like, easy there. Be careful now. Let's get your mind in where it needs to be. Mine wasn't there. Opinions are like feet. Feet. Yeah, feet. Everybody has a couple and they stink. (laughs) Opinions are like, don't you say it noses come on fill your nose their noses everybody's got one but it usually has a couple holes in it i'm slowly learning not to care about everybody's opinions because opinions I, i think we need to try to be more informed instead of opinionated i really think that and many times people's opinions are not my reality they're not my gosh, they had so much you think we got troubles today in the early church, they sharpened the knives. And I mean, these 51-year-old men, I'm 51, were running. Because these guys these guys were like, hey, you need to be circumcised. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to be circumcised. You guys think I'm kidding, don't you? No. That's, that was the early church. It was such a problem. Because God's people were circumcised. It was such a problem that they had to take it to Jerusalem. And they was like, hey, don't eat. All you guys is do's and don'ts, and what you think is the way. Here's a good one. Some people are like, you need to dress your best to come to church. And some people are like, I can't believe. They have holes in their jeans. And then we split on that. Keep your opinions to yourself. Because let me tell you, you know what? Some people wear suits because they feel that they want to honor God and wear their best thing to church. Respect that. Do you know what? Some people have a relationship with God that they feel really comfortable with him. I personally lean more that way, where I feel real comfortable with the Lord. Not that I take and use that familiarity to do things that are wrong, but let's quit ear-tagging stuff. You, you, you know the Bible speaks about three or four sins of the flesh which had to do with sexual things. Like doing things before you're saved, the the fancy words, fornication, and doing sexual things after you're saved, it's like adultery, they call it, and then you've got homosexuality, and then you've got bestiality, and you know what, you go to things and they're like, we need to get a plan to reach the homosexual, and I'm like, excuse me, why do we pull that one out? What's the difference? Because in your list, it's higher. Well, your list isn't the right list. Everybody puts one up above another. What's the difference? What's the difference? Jesus even took moral things to a depth where he was like, if you even speak about your brother in the wrong way, you've murdered him. Because he wanted to get to the inside. Jesus kind of pinned things down with, hey, let me just be blunt. Ain't nobody making it to heaven without the shed blood of Jesus Christ, period. And that's a place you need to clap. That is a place you need to clap. But I I don't even like to bring things up like that. Do You know, sometimes people are trying to get through some stuff. And then they come in and they're hearing it all the time and they're trying to move on while everybody's digging up. And, and they're trying to get healed and trying to 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 live their life and 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 be forgiven for their past and move on. But everybody keeps throwing all this stuff up. You know what? Let's keep it simple. Let's just love people as Christ loved us. Let's, let's just do that. So so that's what was going on. You, you know, we we need to do things in love. And, and, and love need. Do you know the stuff I've eaten? Do you, do you know the food that I've eaten over the years as a uh, past pastor? Pastor, not husband. I wouldn't dare say that. Of course, I did marry a hillbilly. And she was like, Brian. Remember my wife. Remember my wife. She didn't have running water until she was seven years old. True story. She said, Brian, you get that old 22 out and you go out and kill us a squirrel, would you? You guys think I'm kidding, don't you? So I'm, here I'm Elmer Fudd, following these trees and looking for these squirrels, and I pop one and it falls, and I'm like, oh man, did I do that? No. Think about it, I feed them now. But when I first got married, I mean, and then when you clean it, I mean, you clean it, and it's just water, and you just drop it, plop. No seasoning or nothing. No, that's not true there. (laughs) But it is true. I did eat squirrel when I was freshly married. But mission trips. I remember going to an Indian reservation, and they pulled this goat out of a pit and it had hair on it and it was hanging and they let it get cold to where there's this white stuff like hanging on it, like fat that just got cold. And they put it in front of us and there you could see hair and and I'm like, oh, I'm taking one for the kingdom. And, And man, I put that in there and my gag reflexes started happening. I was like, and finally I had to go back up and I got some, ch- true story, I got some cherry jello. And I stuck it in one side, the cherry jello, and I put this goat in the other side and mixed it together and I was able to swallow. But you, What do what, what you tell me all that stuff for? Because I've even seen that in the wrong way. One time I was on a trip and this individual was in a, in a, deal where he judged everybody for what they ate and we were on a trip trying to have fun and there was an individual that made an am- that took the whole afternoon and made an amazing meal for everybody that was there and we sat down was laboring was cooking was giving of their time while everybody else sat was out having fun this guy comes in and starts critiquing oh you ain't supposed to eat pork and you ain't that 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 this that Ruined the whole night so stupid that this individual grabbed a raw potato to make a point and ate a raw potato and just ruined the whole night. What do you why are you telling me all this? Because we've got to start conducting ourselves in love for each other and quit. That's what Paul's talking about in Romans 14. Quit making wars. Quit dying for every mountain. Quit quit doing all this stuff. And love, why, why'd you tell all those stories? Because love covers all that. Love, 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 love eats something you don't want to. And smile as you're doing it. Love does things you don't want to do. And smile while you're doing it. Love gives cheerful, like Carmen said. And and be cheerful when you're doing it. God is, that's what Paul's calling us to. I want to end with this point, Romans 13 and 14, it's hard to put things together, but they were like that, those things, those two points were coming out real big to me, and then this last point, it's kind of like a 180 in it, and, and don't even try to tie, maybe you can tie these two together, I don't know, but this just hit me, if you put up Romans 13, 11 through 14 in the NLT, please. But this scripture, I want, uh, as I'm ending with this, this is all the more urgent for you. For you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. Guys, I want you to see that. Paul's talking about the imminent return of Jesus Christ. How many believe that he's coming back? I want you to see something here. He said, it is urgent. How many believe that we are in the last days? He says, it is urgent. Your sal- we do know this, that your salvation is nearer than it was. Can you all agree with that? But look at this. Your salvation is nearer now than it was. Everybody say this with me. When you first, say that loud, say that louder. One more time, louder. I'm I'm serious. i got to hear that again. Say it louder. Believed. Your salvation is closer, it's nearer, it's urgent than when you first believed. Why are you getting all freaked out about this, Brian? The night is almost gone. The day of salvation is here. So remove dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on right living because we belong to the day we must live decent lives for all to see don't participate in darkness of wild parties and getting drunk sexual promiscuity immoral living quarreling hey notice he puts quarreling and jealousy right with the others be careful mr and mrs self-righteous he puts quarreling and jealousy right and with everything else. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge in evil things. Here's what I want you to see. Is he said, if you really believe Jesus is coming, notice he said, notice he said it like this. It's very urgent for you to know the time is late and it's Wake up. Your salvation is near. You know, sometimes we get in oblivion and live in the day-to-day to where we kind of slack off or we backslide or we kind of lose our spiritual fervor or we kind of forget about the things of God. If God. If, if you do that, I do too. That's very normal to do that. It, I, one of the hardest things is staying ready, staying alert, being watchful. I was talking to somebody this week that's done the same job for 34 years. They were like, man, it's hard to have the passion. 30, hey, I've been pastoring full-time for 34 years. I love God and people, but I, I even go through seasons where I'm like numb and feel indifferent and all that. No, that's normal. Don't let the enemy think that there's something wrong with you. But look at this it says, Wake up for your salvation's now or nearer than when you first believed. What got me is he was talking to believers. And then you were hearing things like this Hey, maybe think about quitting those wild parties. Maybe think about coming away from some drunkenness. Hey, jealousy, Let, maybe let's get some rid of some of that stuff. But what I like about it is he addressed them as believers. And what I want you to see is, is, is we need to know 1 John 4. 1 John chapter 4, and you guys don't have this. If you want to pull it up, you can do it in KJV. But 1 John chapter four, verse 16, says this: It says, "And we have known and believed the love that God has for us." It says this. It says, "God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him." And then, and then I love how King James says it. It says, "Herein." Is our love made perfect that we may have boldness. Man, I don't. You guys got to get this. That you may have boldness in the day of judgment. What are you saying? I'm I'm saying that when Paul was saying, hey, wake up. The time is near. Jesus is coming back, believer. Quit partying. Quit getting drunk. Uh, Some of this stuff you're doing... You might want get, to get rid of it. Think about it. Uh, the, the day's approaching. But he addressed them as believers. But then look at this. In 1 John it says that we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And when I dwell in that love. I'm dwelling in God. And God's dwelling with me. Herein. Herein is my love made perfect, that I may not, that I may have boldness in the day, listen, in the day of judgment. When I look that up, I personally don't believe that it's talking about the end time judgment. I think it's talking about, you know the Bible says it talks about an antichrist with a capital A. But it also talks about Antichrist with a little a. There is a judgment day with a big J. But then, guys, listen to me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Hear this. Know and believe how much God loves you. If you're into some things today that you know God might not be pleased with, If you're into some stuff today, if you're into some stuff, hey, just know this, Jesus is coming real quick. I want to talk to you, believer. Hey, let's come out from some of that stuff. That's the heart of the Lord. And then he says, God is love. God is love. He loves you. He loves you. He loves like we don't even know how to love. And it says... When we dwell in God, when we dwell in love, we dwell in God and God in us. I I, I know I'm repeating, but then it says this, here in, here in what? Here in God's love, here in dwelling God, you can have boldness in the day of judgment. What's the day of judgment? You know what you are? You are a low-life piece of junk that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. You stink as a husband. You stink as a wife. You're, you're, you, you can't succeed at anything. You, you've been trying for months to quit that habit. You, you, that's the day of judgment. That's the day of judgment. And that judgment try. oh, you failed again. How many times did you tell God you weren't doing that one? That's the day of judgment I'm talking about. And brothers and sisters, the reason there's a debt of love that we have, that we have to give to God, I don't know about you, but my tab gets bigger all the time. It seems like the closer I get to the light, the more undone I am. So I owe my love back to Him, and I owe loving people because of the the debt that I have to His love. He loves me as a believer, and I think that scripture saying "as a believer," and, and here's where self righteousness just irritates me when people and, and I, I feel it today a little bit because, but s- s- some people that think you got it all together, I I really don't think anybody's got it all together, and if you do think you ought to get it got it all together you may need a dose of humility I believe God's encouraging you today man I love you if, if, you're, if your conscience is condemning you if your thoughts are condemning you if, if you feel like you're a piece of junk hey have boldness do you know Hebrews says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may have, that you may obtain mercy in the great time of need? It, the day of the Lord's approaching. You feel judged on a day to basis. Know that God loves you and come to him and just fall in his arms. Beat your chest, broken, a broken sinner that has mistakes. Am I speaking this? I'm I'm trying hard to speak this clearly. I believe that's the heart of this scripture. And um, I want us to do that. As they're playing the song, I I want you to think about a few questions today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you drive that word in the heart like you was trying to show me. Lord, I did my best to communicate it, but Lord, drive that in hearts. Drive that in hearts to where people would want to Put down dirty clothes and just put on Jesus Christ. Man, it feels so good, God, when I come in dirty from working hard and and I'm tired and to take a clean shower and to put on warm pajamas and set it clean with a nice meal. Lord, today let people that feel dirty be cleansed by your spirit, be cleansed by your blood. And fill the, the clothes of the righteousness that you give us wrapped around us, Lord. In Jesus' name. While your heads are bowed today, what are some ways that you can change? What are some ways that love can change a direction that you're on? Maybe you're in a, it's a, with a relationship. It's with a situation that's gotten out of hand. What are, what are some ways that love can maybe change that this week. In what ways can you give your life back to God and be that new wineskin that He fills with new wine and new power today? I really feel this statement in my spirit today. How many want to throw off something old And have something brand new. If that's you, lift your hand across this building. I I need that new, that brand new today. That brand new today. Amen. God's doing that. How many can see yourself maybe getting wrapped up in the day-to-day where your relationship with God maybe isn't where it needs to be? What action steps can you take right now? It's easy man run come boldly to the throne of grace it's a throne of grace not judgment come boldly to God and just say here I am Lord then begin to worship him for his love and quit focusing on your wrong I think we focus too much on the wrong focus on the right and the right is Jesus focus on his forgiveness focus on his love Focus on his acceptance, and you will see condemnation, guilt, and fear will melt off you like butter in a, in a hot, sunny day. Fear, shame, guilt, condemnation melt now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. There's no wall you won't kick down, the lie you won't tear down, You're coming after me. Put those words up, please. You're coming after me. Jesus is coming after you today. There's no wall you won't take down, no wall you won't tear down. You're coming after me. Come on, sing that with me. There's no wall you won't light up, no mountain you won't light up. You're coming after me Come on No wall you won't kick down No wall you won't tear down You're coming after me Okay Coming after me, thank you, Lord. For me, never the reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves a ninety-nine. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Till you give yourself away All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward today. If you want to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you can do that today. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, if you need prayer, maybe you feel sick today, they will pray for you. If you just need to talk to somebody, if you just need to be encouraged, if you've been given a bad report in any way, man, these guys are going to pray for you today. And uh, I'm going to dismiss this service in the name of Jesus. Please come forward. Jesus said, let my house be a house of prayer. If you need prayer in any way, please come forward. I want to tell you, don't want to miss next week. Because next week we're going to talk about keys to living in community. And how much better it is when we live life together. And how we are better together. God bless you in the name of Jesus.